to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all whoa, whoa, whoa. platforms like Keys to the City. We are moving all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not even at my place right now, but I got a nice little, I got a nice painting. I got a nice little picture over here. You got to see the house that I'm in right now. This is remarkable. This house is beautiful. It's literally a man and woman's dream. The How'd you get in there? It's an Airbnb. One of my boys. <laughs> one of my boys. Um, it's his. Uh, it's his bachelor. So. Why yeah. isn't? Yeah. So I'm here, Ted. I'm not even get to see you. I get to see Yankee Stadium. Well, that's a prettier sight anyway. So I'd rather look at the Yankee Stadium than Ted. But speaking of that, as you could see, Garrett Cole was about to throw the first pitch because, ladies and gentlemen, we are officially underway for New York Yankee baseball. As the said, Joe's probably like, wait, why is he taking so long to speak? No, we are officially underway for baseball. It is now, get ready for it, ladies and gentlemen, because baseball's here until late October, late November, and early November. You know the dealio. So let's get into it. A lot going on. We're going to talk about in this preview show. We've been talking recently about faces of baseball. We're going to get into it because of the sense of, is Shohei Otani can he be the next face of baseball that desperately needs a face? Can Otani be the guy? But let's start off with the breaking news today, Joe and Ted. Aaron Judge was due for a big contract. Aaron Judge specifically said he wanted to have a contract done, signed, and ready to go by opening day. Well, as you can tell, the New York Yankees are playing baseball right now, and Aaron Judge doesn't have a new deal. Rejected an eight-year supposed, reportedly eight-year, $233 million contract from the New York Yankees. So let's start off with this. We're going to get into a lot, talk about the AL East, the stacked AL East, and possibly who's going to challenge the Dodgers in the NL, if anybody's going to challenge any the Dodgers for anything this year in baseball. But you look at this scenario right now. Judge has been there. He's been the guy for the Yankees. He's been predominantly the best player on this team since coming up to the bigs. The Yankees don't give him the contract. I'll start with Joe on this one. And Ted, we had a very good, and I, I say solid conversation about this. And I thought, and you even said it, you thought Joe would probably kind of go after us about this. But are the Yanks risk, big risk, not giving Aaron Judge the contract that he so desperately probably deserves? Or should the New York Yankees reportedly Maybe be interested in a guy named Juan Soto. Joe, I'll start with you. Will the Yankees risk not giving Judge the long-term deal or looking for a more younger, maybe better overall player in Juan Soto? Listen, I can't argue it. You know what I mean? If you feel like the value is not in Aaron Judge, then, you know, maybe you look to the future. Look, you got to – Giancarlo Stanton, you got uh, uh, Garrett Cole's contract. That's a lot of money just in two guys. Mm-hmm. So they've got a lot of money invested in quite a few guys. And but I, here's my thing, though. If, you're, if your thought process is that Aaron Judge is an injury-prone player and that's the risk in giving him certain years, I, I strongly disagree with that because – this is a, I mean, it, you know, it's been a hand, a wrist, and a bleak. It's, it's never been the same injury, you know. It's, it's not something that is like a, um, like a long term 
injury situation for him. So I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about Luis Severino as far as health is concerned because you're seeing the same thing year after year. That's concerning. That looks like there's a particular issue there. But with Aaron Judge, it's, you know, you get hit by a pitch, you break your wrist, you're out for two months. That's that's not injury prone. That's that's bad luck. When the guy's in there, he's one of the top five players in baseball. Yep. Juan Soto's also one of the top five guys in baseball, <laughs> and he's significantly younger. So you know, again, it's this. like I don't know if I'm I understand. I want one guy or the other. Then if you can, you, you, you can lock that guy up, and and then yeah, tell the other guy to take a hike. <laughs> Joe, well, call me crazy. Hold on, hold Toto on. could be a judge. Joe, call me crazy, but I said this to Ted. I believe, and I strongly believe, Juan Soto is the best player in baseball. I truly believe that. I know Mike Trout. People say Mike Trout, Otani, guys like that. They're going to be legit, and we understand that. But to be honest, I think from top to bottom, overall skill set, offensively, plays solid defense. Maybe not a better defensive outfielder than Aaron Judge is. I'll give him that. But hitting, he hits for average. Hits for power. He gets on base. His OPS is ridiculous. He delivers in the postseason. We've seen that before. I'm taking Juan Soto, to me, as the best overall player in baseball. So if you can get a guy like that, plus he rejected that 10-year 330 from the Washington Nationals. So what does that mean? Joe, Joe's going down. Joe's going down. The camera's going down. What's going on? Yeah, I was about to say, why are we so close to each other? Joe, what's going what on? See what on? That's my, that's my Aaron Judge plaque right up there. <laughs> But that's so I a, love the guy. I, I want to say, hey, Corey hey, gave up a two-run home run. <laughs> really? Jeez, that's really how the season started. Wow, wow that that really started <laughs> that really started off quickly for the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox. Can we talk about bringing Sticky Tack back to baseball? <laughs> because I Hashtag thought Sticky Tack, we need a back. It was great. Yeah, hashtag bring back sticky tack. So, so what is your, what's your take on this? All right, so we had a great discussion yesterday about this, right? So uh, you, we went to the baseball, baseball reference because I know Joe, Joe loves to like Joe, that's Joe's go to Aaron Judge last year played in 150 games. Soto played in 151. We looked at it, right? We were compare, trying to compare. Judge had like nine more home runs. I think it was like 39 to 29, maybe. So that's 10, duh. All right, but Soto led the league in walks. All right. He doesn't strike out much. He leads the league in on-base percentage. Now that's key, right? We don't want to something that you, me, and Joe have talked about since we started this show, what, four years ago? And we started talking about the Yankees on a consistent basis was the problem with the Yankees is it's all or nothing, right? It's home run or strikeout. We don't have enough guys to put the ball in play. Now, Soto, he puts the ball in play. And if he, he doesn't put the base. ball in play, he gets on base. I'd rather I'd lose, I'd have no problem losing five to ten home runs. If you're if you're on the base two three times a game with walks, he I think he had over, he had over 130 runs scored last year. I think it was 111, but he had more runs scored. He had a he he's a 301 lifetime batting um batting average since he's played in the leagues. He's six years younger than Judge. So listen, I'm not saying I want to get rid of Judge. That uh, people who I sent this all to all the share to the Yankee groups are probably going, what's wrong with you people? You Yankee fans, why would you not want Judge? I want Judge, but I want Judge under my terms, right? You know, he he played in a full season last year. He's an exceptional player. Joe is completely right. When he's healthy and he's on the game, he's one of the five best players in baseball. Add pitchers, hitters, he's one of the five best. He's got he's an outstanding defender. And he and other than Stan, he's got the most power in the league. And he can hit for average too. 
His only problem is he strikes out a little bit too much. But you know what? That's what baseball is, right? All the best players seem to strike out too much now. It's part of the game. My only thing is this. We just looked at the thing. Eight years, $230 million. That's what Cashman said that the Yankees offer him. I think that's a fair deal. Eight years is a lot of time, boys. It's a lot of time. And Joe, what you said, considering you have Cole and you have Stan and you have DJ for another six years, right? You know, you don't really want to start investing eight, ten years. I mean, listen, if we've learned anything in baseball the past five to six years, it is don't invest 10-year contracts plus to guys that are over 30 years old. I mean, we saw how the Pujols deal went, right? I mean, if you're going to invest a 10-year deal, do it to like a Wando Franco who's 22 years old. Do it to a Fernando Tatis, which who knows how that pans out because right now that guy can't stay on the field. Do it to a Juan Soto who's 24 years old. And even if you gave him 12, year, 12 years and $400 million, he's still only 36. I mean, you're still talking the next five years prime player. I want to keep Judge, right? Judge is important to the Yankees. You look at this. Judge is the most significant guy on the Yankees. His – his overall, not just player, but what he means to the organization. He could be the face of the franchise. He could be the face of the league because of his size, his strength, and playing for the New York Yankees, right? But I think what the Yankees offered was a fair deal. Here's the only exception I have to this. If the Yankees don't get a deal, and this is something that Judge has talked about where he does not want to negotiate during the season. If the Yankees risk two things, one, if he has an stellar season, he plays like he did last year. You, you talk about losing him for nothing in free agency or having to pay the pauper and having to compete against guys like Steve Cohen and the Dodgers and other teams that would be don't care and willing to give him that huge money because wow. to be able to take away a guy like Judge from the Yankees would mean more to them, not just the money, but to, you're hurting the Yankees organization. As I, think, I think this is going to make the Yankees look bad. This can be very relatable to the other New York team that is in a, is in a debate for themselves and in a sense of Saquon Barkley. Say Saquon Barkley has a good season and the, the Giants have to pay him big money. What if yeah, that but Trump, he's never been an MVP caliber player. He's had one good no, season. No, I'm just saying in a sense, like, if you got to pay – he has a great season. I'm, not, I'm still not paying Barkley. If Judge – my thing is, if Judge has a great season – no, like, you, like can I tell you which would be a better choice? And I'm not trying to interrupt you, but you know what the better choice is? Wow. It's Daniel Jones. What if Daniel Jones has a stellar season and you didn't give him the fifth-year option? Now you yeah. risk having to pay him more because the quarterback market is hot, is severely, as we've seen, is so much higher than it is with the running back market. So what if Saquon has a good year? I'm still not paying him what he thinks he wants. Go on the free market. Let someone else go get him. If Daniel Jones, though, has one of those seasons where – Miraculously, he throws for 4,400 yards, and he throws for 30 touchdowns, and he rushes for five, and he and he has a, a caliber season where the Giants are at least nine and seven, nine and eight, playoff caliber. Now you're like, oh damn, maybe I should just give him the fifth year option for 22 million dollars instead of having to worry about paying him like the Browns did. Why they didn't want to pay Baker Mayfield the 30 million dollars because they didn't think a guy like him was at that level. I agree with but then you're in a but then you're in a situation you're in a situation like guys like the Angels and the Mets who gave big contracts to guys like DeGrom and Trout who don't get me wrong are exceptional talents are stellar talents are are probably if health when healthy were the best pitcher in baseball and probably the best player in baseball but also that's the thing they don't get healthy and but they got that big contract so the Angels and Mets are forced to make decisions and are in a tough predicament because of the factor that you have to take in consideration the whole health situation. And those guys, I know people like to say judges injury prone. Well, 
And Jacob DeGrom is not pitching again. And Mike Trout, we all know, is probably due to get another injury throughout this season. So what are those guys? Do those just guys get a pass? Because, oh, it's Mike Trout and Jacob DeGrom, and he plays for the Yankees, and the others play for the Mets and the Angels. It's just got to say, got to have the same agree. You got to stay with it. You got to stay consistent with that. I would, I would say Alex Rodriguez twice is probably the only guy who's gotten one of those 250 million 10 year kind of deal yeah, big, where it big paid ball. off. Prince Fielder is obviously a guy who jumps to mind. Ryan Howard. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason Bay got a ridiculous contract that he didn't live up to. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole, this, this whole lockdown had as much to do with that as it did with anything else. Yeah. And what the union is saying is what Teddy was just saying. Pay Tatis Jr. Pay these younger guys like Soto and Acuna. Pay them now. Pay them what they're worth now. Like the quarterback situation. That way, right? That way when you got a guy like Judge who's 30, you should have conceivably already gotten paid. And now you're treated like a 30-year-old injury-prone superstar. Okay? You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the Rockies with Nolan Arenado. Because they, 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 he wanted a big contract, and eventually he had to get traded. He was the he was the face of the franchise, and they eventually had to trade him. Now, I don't think the Yankees are going to trade Aaron Judge. My final point to this whole thing: What's the chances that Aaron Judge is a New York Yankee come next season? 75, 25. 75 yes, twenty five no. Okay. One more point to this, then, before I make my prediction. Yeah, this has been leaked. That they six offered years, him is, is six years two twenty five. It no, came out eight as, years two thirty. Hold on, wait, wait. I literally just saw this now. It's coming out. They said multi year more than two twenty five. I saw eight, and I saw the eight for two thirty three. But annual annual salary twenty eight would put him only behind Trout and Betts. So Aaron Judge and the Yankees want you to know this. The Yankees are trying to turn the fan base against Aaron judge for two reasons. One, they want him to settle Two, If he walks next year, they look like they made every reasonable effort. This would be the biggest contract given in Yankee history. So, so Joe, Joe give, your percentage, give your percentage. And then I would just want to uh, just give you the actual stats. I would think? say 60, 40 that he stays. All right, so wow. here's the thing. General Manager Brian Cashman said the team offered him a seven-year, $213.5 million extension, which which would be paired with the $17 million it offered in arbitration this season, which would have the entire package just over $230 million. Yeah, so, so realistic would be seven years, two thirty dollars with that arbitration deal. So they're counting what he's making this year, which is stupid. No, I, that's no, no, I don't, no. They offered him seventeen in arbitration. I think he declined it. I think he's only making $8.5 million. They offered him 17 in arbitration. I don't know if that was finalized. I don't have the details. I wish I had that. But that's they offered him 17 million in arbitration, and then it would conclude with the 213 and the and the six years. So it would be the seventh year, whatever. Either way, he's not signed. He's on the Yankees this year. Hey, at the end of the day, yeah, play ball, play 150 games, lead us to a World Series title. And we'll give you the four hundred million dollars. And we'll can I just say, out. can I just say how I'm getting personally threatened right now by the comments? I'm getting taken out. Look at this, I bro. No, listen. So here's here's why. <laughs> here's why that's so dumb. Because now let's just say, let's say that Aaron Judge 
hits 310 this year with 56 <laughs> home runs, 175 RBI. He wins the home run derby. Hold on, hold on. Roll with me for a minute. Bro, what's going on here? Hold on. MVP, MVP. Yanks win the World Series. He gets World Series MVP. Now you have to give him like a 10-year, like $550 million deal. Because he owns, because then he owns baseball and he owns New York City. Then he becomes worst case, he becomes a Met. Now you've lost completely. No. So Ted, you can't do it. You gotta sign him now, or <laughs> you gotta you gotta move him. That's it. No, let him walk then. Let someone else give him 10 years and 500 million dollars. We'll go get Juan Soto. Or here's the other thing. You know who else just rejected contracts? Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers for the Red Both Sox. So I guess yeah. what? Come on over, boys. You wanna come play? You wanna be my shortstop? You wanna come play some ball? We, we got some room. Yeah, here's the thing. We don't need shortstops. We got like shortstops. Yeah, yeah and not for nothing. Yeah, never nothing. I remember when for days. I remember when Wade Box came to the Yankees and people just could never feel right about that. And now you want you want the other you want half of their infield and you want we Judge. Johnny, What's wrong Johnny, with you? No, we brought Tommy Damon. We brought Euclid. We brought Kevin Euclid. We brought Millar. We brought all those idiots over. They all clean their face wow. off and they all, okay, the all right. Let's let's all right. So we got like so many one of them. I don't oh, want any of those guys on the Yankees. So the breaking news today for Yankee fans, Aaron Judge has turned down a deal. He has no deal, so it looks like we're going to have to wait all offseason to see if Aaron Judge will become a New York Yankee or the Yankees become a you little mean more all aggressive. during the season, not next, season. Yeah, during the season and next year. And the offseason in the sense of going after Juan Soto. Have we'll have to see what happens. Hot Ted? Have yourself a drink, why don't you? Ted, just because you have to go to work. He goes, Ted, oh, we got to wait the whole offseason. We just started baseball. He's talking about the offseason, Joe. No, I, I, guess we don't, I guess we don't mess up. We, we got to be like Ted and never mess up. Kid wears Ted's a basketball jersey on opening day, Joe. Can't even wear a keys to the city shirt. He wears a Duke basketball. How you doing, Coach K? Go to the offseason. Coach K. Duke. Hey, these are the colors. Look at the colors. The colors are, are keys to the city. Come on. They're the same colors. Come on. I'm so, you're not even wearing the colors. Yeah, we're in Yankees. I get them. We're not even wearing the colors. It's three nothing Red Sox. Oh God! All right, Joe. Might as well since we're talking about the three nothing lead, and let's get into. It. We'll continue with the Yankees talk because that's just going to branch off what we just talked about. Yes, and Joe's already <laughs> game one. Can I, can I get into this? Inning, hold on, hold on. Game one, inning two, and Joe's already got a headache. <laughs> All right. So, can I say something? Go ahead. Take it away. The most. The biggest key for the Yankees this year is Luis Severino. If he can p- pitch like a ace, the Yankees would have one of the best one-two punches in the game. The problem is when Joe was starting to show off with you, he was talking about Severino's consistent injuries. And and it's it's a legit problem. It's it, the same, it's it's the same injuries, it, too. Now, listen, do I think the Yankees have enough pitching? Yeah, they got through it last year. I think the, if – they can do it again, and I know they're probably going to make a move. Their bullpen is still strong. They didn't lose anything in the bullpen, all right? They're starting pitchers. Here's what I look at in the pitching. With everything that transpired last year, guys like uh, what's uh, Luis Gill or Hill, Hill, uh, damn, please don't, don't insult me, please, but – the young pitchers that came up and participated on the Yankees last year. Joe, we don't, Joe, we don't got, need that negativity. Don't got know. valuable time and inning. <laughs> Debbie Garcia, they tried to change his pitching style last year, his throwing motion. 
They threw him all up. He went back to his original throwing, pitching. Stop doing this. You're killing me. Are you getting distracted, bro? Come on, man. Dude, this man is still – we've been doing this for four years, and you still get distracted? What are you – Well, I'm trying to read as I'm talking what you think. I'm thinking you'd be – Wait, wait, wait. You said you're trying to talk, but you get distracted by the little thing in the bottom? Be better. Yo, hold on. Hashtag be like Trev and continue. (laughs) Okay. So, guys, like in the offseason. But, no, Debbie Garcia, he looked better in the spring. We scaled. They have a lot of the younger guys that had valuable innings last year. So, if we need to bring a guy up, I have no issue with that. I have I have a lot of confidence in the young pitcher. I think the pitcher is legit enough behind Cole. The problem is it's not the names that we as Yankees are used to seeing. You know, James Tallone coming off injury, Severino coming off it. Can Nestor Cortez continue to wheel and deal – as as a consistent starter for the whole season. And yeah. is Cole going to pitch good enough and be worth the contract because he has not been the same since the sticky stuff as Joe was talking about in the previous message. Joe, take it away. Uh Rizzo just got him back too. So Yanks down three two. Oh it's three two uh, it yep. is it is yeah you know I do have I do have my fantasy baseball draft, which I fell asleep during it, but actually it turned out really well. Wait, how do you, can I ask? I'll tell you after the show, long story, really bad. But anyway, uh, you can't fall asleep during a fantasy draft. That's not, that's like one of, bro, it was a cardinal rule. An auction, an auction draft as well. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you, it's a funny story. My, it, I'll tell you later because it's great, and my team actually turned out great. But, oh, cool. w- you know, Garrett Cole went for like $58. I dropped out at 45 So who – let me ask you that then in the same point, and we'll get back to this question. Who was the highest? Like who, what is what was like the range for like a Cunha or like a Soto or something? Like what's like 70, 75? About 70. Yeah, I think 70 was the top. What does Otani go for? Probably seventy, right? Uh, no, he's, uh, somebody still has him on, on a keeper. I think. I think somebody still had him. Yeah, I got Juan Soto on uh, for the season for four bucks. He's Jesus. a he's a keeper still. Yeah. So, again, at some point he'll be free and he'll be worth seventy five bucks. But for me, I have a lot of concerns about Garrett Cole, just like I do about Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer. Okay. Did you it know, start now? Did it start because of when you saw the last time? Well, like let's think about it. the last time we saw Garrett Cole pitch was against the Red Sox, was against in the wild card game, and it wasn't his best. No. So does that concern you? And I know he kind of struggled down the road. We've seen a lot ever since that whole calling out of the sticky tack situation. We've seen a lot of his not best as a Yankee. You know, this wasn't yeah. this hasn't been the guy that was in Houston. And we know what was happening in Houston on on many different levels. That's so it's true. You know, I, the Yankees—they're going to have to. I would say this. You know, I don't. I don't expect that Garrett Cole's going to have an ERA under two and that he's going to win twenty games. I don't I think either. Like, either I would of say those like sub three ERA. I would say three. Something like that. Maybe he wins fifteen, seventeen. That'd be great. Yeah. But you know, I don't think this guy's. Really, ever you're going to see great games, twelve strikeouts, two hit shutouts, stuff like that. But I think you're going to see a lot of those games where he gives up four or five runs, seven hits, mm-hmm. strikes out nine, walks three. I, you know, I think with without the spin rate, he's just a really good pitcher. He's not an elite pitcher. So also, uh, I'm on record as saying that Jacob Degrom would make 
uh, less than 15 starts this year, and I feel really good about that. I also said the under for him and Scherzer would be under 30 combined. I still feel good about that. Already the Mets are dealing with issues. Red Sox have pitching pitching issues. Also, the Yankees have some pitching issues. We got to figure out what's going to happen after Garrett Cole because I think the Severino thing is a huge – well, it's a tricky situation. You just have to really take into consideration that this man hasn't been fully healthy for a couple years now. And this was a guy that was looked like he was going to be the guy going forward. Before Garrett Cole was a New York Yankee, we were saying Luis Severino was going to be the guy. And that's frustrating because he has the stuff to be the guy. And he has the stuff to be a, a, an ace, a true ace in this league. And it's just frustrating to see the injuries just adding up to Luis Severino's early career and that's the thing he's still in his 20s and he still has plenty of time but to see this continuation is just extremely frustrating as a Yankee fan I'll tell you too I like Jordan Montgomery but I feel like he's gonna sort of slot in as a not quite an Andy Pettit I think something a couple steps below that and I don't like know Kenny Rogers like a Kenny Rogers maybe a little him. better than Kenny but not quite Jimmy Pettit Keith? Can, Jimmy Key, Rogers. a Jimmy Key, a guy who's gonna consistently, he's never gonna blow you away. He's gonna win more than he loses. His ERA is not gonna be spectacular, but you know, it's can can he get a little bit better? Because if he can, that really would help this rotation out a lot. I still have big concerns about Jamison Tyone or whatever his name is. I he and dude, the idea that listen, I thought look. I play wiffle ball like quick pitch. I do the satchel page wind up sometimes. Oh my God. Are you I go sidearm. Oh, I do a little bit of everything. I like Nestor Cortez. I don't know that that's going to work for a full year. The fact he's in the starting five out the jump tells me he's probably at some point going to be in the top four, the top three because of injuries or whatever have you. So is Nestor Cortez really a major league starting pitcher i think that's a legit concern that well, we know there's no depth with Giel and garcia and clark schmidt none of these guys there me personally are, i know what you're Joe, talking Joe, about I like he pitched really well last I'm, year i know you guys would talk about the pitching me personally from what i've seen in past years i get nervous too about the bullpen and i talked about this last year and you guys said oh yeah i'll drive you out of your mind but i was ultimately right because the bullpen Struggle. The bullpen hasn't been what it was in 17, what it was in 18. Chapman hasn't been the same. I'll bet you last year's bullpen probably threw as many innings as oh, it had no, in yes. 19 yes. and 20 combined. Yeah. The, the Yankees, look, you, you can't you can't have a game a game plan here where and I mean they're bringing what 16 pitchers to, to into today. Yep. Look, the the idea here is is starters are going five. Which means the the pen's doing four a night. That's half the game, and you go extras. We're splitting this down the middle. That that it's really unfair to expect for the. I mean, for the bullpen to have to perform night in and night out well, because starters can't give them any length, but well, tremendous tax on yeah, the bullpen. You assume that in and, the first month, though. But that's but uh, that, that's not how bullpens are designed to work. Exactly. Well, I know, but you, Joe, you know the game has completely changed. It's give me six and, and three for the bullpen. If then how about five, six starters? How about six starters? How about doing more openers then or something? There, well, you got to take it easy on this bullpen because you, you're putting them in a bad spot. You know, Aroldis Chapman's going to have his rough patch. 
Well, that's why you're just going to exacerbate it by by having these guys pitch earlier. Again, the, the Yankees really got to look to get six out of these guys, and there's yeah. no reason why they can't. And well, here's the other thing: you could get Britain after the All Star break, which could be another valuable piece to the bullpen. All right. They've already talked about Chapman where he will pitch in the eighth inning, not just the ninth inning and where there's games where they're non save opportunities. He will pitch. So there's not a gap because here's the thing. There's already been talk about if he starts falling downhill, like he did late in the season last year, that Jonathan Loiza will probably come in as the new closer going forward. Give me Loiza as the closer. Here's stop. the thing. Listen, stop, I- stop, stop. All right. Cup- couple things, couple things. Numero uno. Mariana Rivera is the worst thing that ever happened to Yankee fans. Yeah. Because that's all we want. We became disillusioned with what relief pitchers are supposed to do. We think they're automatic, like they just come out and mow everybody down. Like the pun, yeah. That's not how it really works. <laughs> like the pun? Yeah. You you literally watched the greatest one of all time, and that's the standard that we all have. Hey, we're sports. No, no, I don't yes. have that standard. I mean, yes, even you do. Kelly, no, because Kelly Jansen is going to see this. See you later, Dodgers. That's Teddy, listen, Teddy, guys. Teddy, think about think about Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson. Yeah, I remember him. Seven in the eighth. What a fantastic! What a fan. He was not great. He never made an All Star team. He was great for the Yankees. I didn't say he wasn't great for the Yankees. Well, you didn't never made an All Star team. He was never perfect. He Wait, never Nelson, just came in and both guys down. Did, didn't make an All Star team. Slow down. No, he, I, I'm telling you, he didn't, Nelson. and it doesn't matter. I, I want, I want to be clear about one thing. Johnny Lasagna is not going to be the closer. Johnny <laughs> Lasagna. He's not going to wow. be the closer. But let's hold on, you guys. Let's not pretend that that this is the Tampa Rays and just anybody's going to close. Doesn't work that way. Okay. Uh, he was Tyron Taylor is more. not ever going to be the Giants' starting quarterback. He'll wow. start some games. Wow. He will never be the Giants starter. He's beating Daniel Jones. Don't out. confuse the two. He's beating Daniel Jones out. That's He's like not Teddy, beating anybody like else. Bridgewater is going to beat t- uh, two out too. Mark Joe, down. Listen, Tyron, even listen, Tyrod Taylor could win the starting job this year and start all sixteen games. Yeah. He's still not the starter, right? <laughs> that just means they're drafting somebody next year. Of course. So, so right. Let, let's. This is where we're at. Aroldis Chapman is making a zillion dollars. That's the closer. This isn't up for debate. It's not going to be what does Johnny Lasagna make? No, 650K? Not, no, Aaron, Aaron no chance. Said it. John, Aaron Boone has already said it. They won't use a No chance. Hold on. Aaron Joe. Boone is a liar. Can I ask you something? Why do you not why do you not like Donovan Lawiza? No, no, why do you don't. call him Johnny Lasagna? Because I love that name, Johnny Lasagna. <laughs> Lasagna's good. Yeah. Chapsticks are listen. He's a fantastic seventh and eighth inning guy. They can continue to develop him. He'll close more games. You don't think he can ever transition to a closing role if Chapman is continuing with those struggles, though, all kidding aside. Well, what was I just saying? You can transition him into becoming he's got some saves last year. You can continue to work him in and get him into the high leverage situations. That's great. It only makes your bullpen better. I think the Yankees should focus more on matchups. I want to roll this Chapman to pitch the eighth inning sometimes because that's the heart of your order. And then Johnny Lasagna can face the bottom of your order and get the stupid save. I don't care. 
I want to value holds and saves the same, but I want to leverage Chapman where it makes sense to have a hard throwing lefty. And I want to, that, that makes way more sense for the Yankees and the way bullpens are evolving. It would only make sense for the Yankees to smarten up here. There's times where you're going to use these guys out of order. Aaron Boone has to be able to have the wherewithal to figure out how to do this right. It can't be reactionary. It can't be, well, Chapman can't say, well, we'll put him in high leverage situations in the eighth inning. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, that's even worse. Now you're down in the eighth inning instead of the ninth. So he's got to worry about matchups. I think he can use these guys in in intermingle. And then when Britain does come back, Again, now you've got three different guys who you could comfortably put into the ninth or use in the eighth or break them up because you got lefty, righty, lefty. So the Yankees have options. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to get to my next question and next point about this. And this was a question from Ted, and I think it's a, a very solid question. I want you to put it up, Joe, currently, because it's I'm going to word it a little differently in this sense. It's the wild. It's about the wild card game. I know it says about the Yankees, and I know it says about the ALEs. But let's talk about it because we've been talking about the Yankees so much. Let's talk about it from the entire league standpoint of this whole new change. And you just said the word evolving. Well, baseball is trying to evolve in this sense and to try to add. I don't know if it's more of like a participation game now, but adding more teams to the playoffs without now we have seven teams. And I know this question says about the ALEs, but this is Yanks. But I want to talk about the specific, the overall picture of baseball. Is the extra wild card game good for teams? And you were just talking about the bullpen. And, Ted, we talked about this yesterday, how this could impact, affect teams around the entire league, bullpen-wise hitting. And what did I say? I said to me, in this scenario, it hurts teams, hitters, more than it would hurt the bullpen. I feel like if you're a team like that's fighting, and I'm always how I'm, I'm going to word this is, if you're a team that's fighting, kind of like in the wild card position, but you're a team like the Dodgers or a team or like the White Sox, let's put the White Sox in this situation because it looks like the White Sox could run away with the AL Central. I don't think that's a very good division. Maybe the Twins could have a different say. They went, they've been very aggressive this entire offseason with some new additions, but a team like the White Sox, and you got a team like the AL East, any four of those teams, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays kicking the crap out of each other for 56 games altogether because that's how many games they're going to play each other. They're going to play 18 times. All yeah, we don't count the Orioles. <laughs> we don't count the Orioles. Those are out of the, they're, already out of the, they're already waiting for the draft next year, which is fine. They're in rebuild. But for a team like that and a team going against, like, a White Sox team that has plenty of rest, but a team like the Yankees or Red Sox who are fighting to get into the wild card game, I think in a, in a situation like that, it would hurt the hitters more because if you're a hitter that's hot and you take a break – Going into the playoffs, like a White Sox, you're taking that rest. You, The worst thing that can happen is you go cold. Or pitching, I think if you have that pitching going, you're just going to have those guys going nonstop. And I think I'd rather be a team, and you said it too, Ted, would you rather be a team that's fighting every game? Or would you ever rather be a team that is like, a, like the Dodgers, who I think are going to take control of the NL West, where they're having rest? I'd rather be that team that's fighting – because they're always staying hot. They're always paying. Yeah, but I also think it determines on what where, team it is. Where if you're the White Sox, say you're a team like the White Sox or the Dodgers. Let's say it's not the Dodgers. Because all those hitters, say they just go cold. Freddie Freeman goes cold. Mookie Betts goes cold. 
Um, Bellinger, who's been cold, Max Muncy. I'm just naming all the guys that are the guys that have been on this roster that say they go cold and they have a game, they have a series, and they just can't get back to form. They're out. Like I'd rather be the team that's fighting throughout because it's do or die no matter what. Okay, so here, here's the thing. So I I understand the whole thing, and I'll let Joe take it. So. Here's what I think. I think there's there's positives and negatives to everything in life, right? It's it's got to balance out. As an overall baseball standpoint, I know some people are like, it's stupid. Why extra? Why have an extra team? It 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 diffuses the product. I don't think it diffuses the product. Well, you got to listen. First of all, you got to look at it from the MLB side, the product side. It's good for baseball because it adds an extra team. Now, what does that do? It adds value to the extra team. It brings in revenue. It adds more money to the TV contracts, which in doing so brings more money to the players. All right. Well, at least that's what the players are hoping for. That's part of the contract negotiations. You're going to add more playoff games. We want more ba- We want more percentage of the revenue, right? You're going to playoff money. Stadiums will be filled. That's more revenue. That's good for baseball. Here's the other thing. You get an extra team in the playoffs. That's good for baseball, right? You get that extra team. Say the Yankees were the one team that wouldn't make the playoffs this year, right? But now because of the extra wild card, they're the extra wild card. That's good for baseball, right? The Cardinals slip in, right? In that division, having Pujols and, and Yadier Molina and Wainwright for another. That's good for baseball, right? I think if the Mets get in, slip in as a wild card, that's good for baseball. I think overall having an extra team. I think there's a, there's a point in contention where like too much is too much and too little is too little, but – I think this could work. I think this could really work. The negative part, though, is what, Trevor, you were getting at. How does this affect certain teams? Because I think it's all different. I think, like, the White Sox, I think it could be bad for them having the bye week. But I Hold on. And the reason – hold on one second. And the reason why I keep saying the White Sox is I believe that's one of the – I think they're going to run away with the division. I think, though, for the Yankees, having the bye could be a very beneficial thing. Because of the veteran-laden team, having a guy at Donaldson who's 30-something years old, having a guy like – Stanton and Judge, being able to give them a couple days rest. Think about veteran football teams, right? Imagine having a second bye. They talk about it all the time, getting the number one seed, having that extra week of bye. Now, does it always pan out in football? No, because the team in the wild card usually wins because – but that's not always true. Having rest sometimes is good. Just and because the 40, here's, the here's where rest works. Ask the Packers here's where, on that one. Here's where rest works. Yankees and the Red Sox are the two wild card teams, right? Blue Jays are the other wild card. Rays win the division, right? The Rays, they're gonna, they'll have to buy. The Blue Jays play one of the division winkers, and now you're the Yankees, Red Sox. Now you have to play the Red Sox in a three game set. Do you, as a Yankee fan, do you want to play that game? Do you want to play those three? And having to put all your money in because here's the thing: you have to win that series, okay? Then you, then you got to go play the Rays or the Blue Jays or the Astros in the second round. You very use coal in your bullpen. You've beaten them already up. You're already kicked to the. You're already beaten half. You already went to twelve rounds. Now you got to go against those guys, and then you still got to get to the LCS, and then you got to get to the. I think it puts a team like the Yankees in a much more difficult hole. If I'm the White Sox, I get the number one seed. I went away with the division. I'm like, you know what, Aoes, go beat up on each other in the first round. Knock the two teams are getting knocked out possibly. So if that happens. Then what happens? Now you're sitting pretty going, all right, now you guys are worn out. I have set my rotation up. I have set my bullpen up. My team is fully rested. I, I think that could be a very benefit depending on who the team is. Sure. But I said to this question yesterday to the Yankees, could this hurt or help the Yankees knowing the type of team that we have and knowing that the division 
is the best division in baseball. It's not even a question. You could have four teams, again, win 90-plus games. All four teams are World Series caliber teams. No division in baseball could say that. This is like the AFC West where all four teams could make no, a for, no, for a team like the Yankees that would have, like if they were to keep playing, you need to have those. Because those guys, we know how cold they can go. We've seen many, many of times the New York Yankees specifically have gone cold hitters-wise. I think it'd be – I think if the rest – I think the rest could hurt the player, the hitters. I think the rest helps the pitch. Yeah, but if out. you're cold and having the rest, you could change your I mind. Just, that's what I just said. Yeah. Joe. Listen, this will vary year to year. There'll be years where you wish, you know, you had a couple of days off to get healthy, and there'll be, it, it, it's going to vary. I'm not worried about that. I do happen to think the whole idea is really stupid. I think if you look at the NBA, which is 82 games as opposed to 162 games. I think what you've seen in the last few years, especially from NBA fans, is that nobody really cares about the regular season anymore. The nope. players seem checked out for most of the regular season. Once you get in the playoff position, no, it, it, it's terrible. Yeah. Now imagine doubling that season. And what do you, what do you think you're looking at? It's kind of going to be a lot of the same thing. You're, no, you feel you're like just, you feel like you could take it easy because you get that 162 where, like, yeah, you don't have to start all hot off the bat. Like, you could take your time because it's baseball. Whereas football, you have to get off to right off the bat. College football and football specifically, you got to get hot right off the bat. Baseball, you could take your time and get into things because you got that long, long season. That like super long year. grind that ultimately now really doesn't mean anything because – and this is the other stupid part of this. We know how how a series works. And we know that the longer a series goes, the the more likely you're to see the, the better team winning. And so in this stupid format of wild cards, you're going to start with a best of three. You're going to let a wild card face a division winner in a best of three, which is terribly – it's a one game. It's no, a that, should, that should be a one well, game. That's again, what well, that's what I'm saying. I, again, no matter how you like stack the playing it up, game with the NBA. Oh, yeah, you right. You're but game. you're you're inviting a lesser team and giving them an easier chance to advance. What's the benefit of being the third division winner? Nothing. It that that's embarrassing. You're just the third division winner. I well, I won a competitive division. I mean, think about what if the Yankees are the third because the Red Sox are, are right behind them, Toronto and Tampa. Those are all your wild cards. There should be a more weighted value if all the teams in your division, Sands, the Orioles, are in the wild card. It'll show, I mean, again, so so it, they're, they try so hard to make everybody be involved and to give everybody a chance. No, I think they're trying, try, Joe. I think Try to trying. find the parity, but all Joe. you're doing is you're tipping the scales in favor of, the poorer teams. I've already laid some money on the White Sox winning this year's World Series because I think they've got it all set up and ready to go for them. Joe, I think it's more about just trying to bring interest back to baseball. Like, you see how the NFL added seven. Who was saying that the, the postseason was baseball's problem? No, no, I'm not say, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying in a sense, like, look at the NFL. The NFL added another seven team, and it's, it's worked so far. I think it's been a, a plus. I, the NBA. That did nothing NBA just, for me. I, I don't have a problem with it. The NBA decided did, to did that really do anything for you. One more game. Did, was you were you like this is the greatest season ever? We got one extra game. 
as a I mean, giant fan, I did, I, mean, I could have me, lived with sixteen. To me, to me, I'm not even looking as a giant fan. I'm just saying it's it's more football. So no, I think I mean, Joe I he meant playoff game. He meant the extra playoff team, not the extra Look, seventeen game. The playoff team, where so only one oh, team got to buy again. Big deal. Like I don't mind just because it's extra football, but in the sense of like, look at basketball did it with the playing tournament. They they added now the seven, eight, hey, nine, and ten seeds. Hold on, hold on, hold hold on. Oh, what's seven, the matter? Eight, you don't like being interrupted. Shut up. Seven, eight, and nine, and ten. That's what the NBA did. I think this is the, for the baseball to add this. I just think it's just try to get fans some sort of interest. Like, hey, if you're a fan of uh, the Padres, how about the Angels? How about the Angels? Uh, the the Angels. Angels. How about a team like the Angels, the Mariners, who the Mariners were almost on the verge of making the playoffs last year? Say, guess what? Now you have an opportunity. Maybe that brings more fans because baseball is just losing interest day by day, and the lockout didn't help. Then and you know what? Maybe it's also high time that you break out of this regionalism and that the divisions aren't broken up. I mean, the East Coast is more expensive. It's in a, a, the Eastern time zone, obviously. And nobody you know sees what I mean? the West, and, the, and nobody gets to see the late Dodgers. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, look, at, look at this. I mean, right. Again, year in and year out, the Central Division is one or two teams, and somebody and, and another team's either another team's either about to start the rebuild, and they're like, yeah, now we stink, and they start trading our veterans, or they're in full rebuild. And same with the West. It's a rotation over there. Every few years, somebody's going to hit the reset button. And someone's going to rise to the top. In the AL East, dude, it's year after year. Toronto's got to pony up a ton of money. Tampa Bay's had to, like, reinvent the wheel over and over again to keep up with these guys. It, it's it's very unbalanced. I, I put it this way. And the I the don't AL think East that's so fair at all. The, the AL East is so stacked, though. I don't know if it hurts or helps these teams being so stacked because – I, I think it helps if you're playing. It's like well, here's the thing. It, it, it can help well, because if you should, you, know? you should play everybody the same amount of times no, that no, everybody no, else plays. Thing. You're going to play. You're going to play the Red Sox. You're going to play as a Yankee fan. You're going to play the Red Sox, Rays, and Blue Jays 18 times. All right. So that's whatever. 836, 50, 54 times. All right. With that being said, though, does that hurt? Man, you as a team, because you, literally, Joe, every week you're just playing like you're literally every game is a playoff game. I don't, I, I don't think here's the thing if you're like the White Sox or you're, you know, the, the Astros, you're playing lesser competition. So well, you, you're, 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 right there. Does, does that make right it there. easier for you? Because would you rather play a tougher schedule all year round and have to play? be so much more competitive or would you rather be a yankee fan man damn i wish i was in the central beating up the astros and the guards listen i'm gonna let me answer this quickly i'll answer this quickly first of all the astros don't have an easy division you still got to take in consideration the angels i know they've been god awful but let's just hold off on that the mariners were a 90 plus one team they were on the verge of making the playoffs on the last day of, of baseball okay so that's not an easy division the a's are garbage they trade plus, the yeah, that's fine plus also i always like the factor of fighting and going against the best. I remember when the Lakers and Celtics played back in 2008, and the Lakers cruised to the finals, and the Celtics had to work and grind through that Eastern Conference. Well, the Eastern the Eastern Conference champions, the Boston Celtics, eventually won the NBA championship that year. So me personally, if you're playing against the best, and I think we all can consider, agree, kind of like the AFC West, you're going to play against four of the best teams in your conference. 
You're going to play in the sense of the Yankees and the AL East. You're going to play four of the best teams in baseball with the exception of the Dodgers and somebody, some surprising the Braves, team, the Braves, the, Braves, the ex-champs, right. the Braves. That's my thing is that I'd rather see them play the best, and I want to see them because – it's not fun playing against easy opponents because yeah, that's easy. You take a you take advantage of it. Then when you get to the postseason, when you're playing a team like the the Yankees, when you're playing a team like the Red Sox or the the Blue Jays, the Rays, you haven't seen them much that year. It's a whole different ball game when you're playing postseason ball in all the sports. We know that it's a whole different ball game. It's not playing those 162 games. So me personally. I know we're all going to be different on this, and that's fine. Me personally, I want to go against the best. I want to duke it out for 54 games. And guess what? If we come out on top, then we are deservingly so the best team in this division. Somebody's going to have to earn it in this AL East. Somebody's going to have to earn it just like in the AFC West and the AFC North in football. Let me let me let, listen to this for one minute. Don't think of teams, think of the city. Baltimore, Toronto, Boston, New York City. Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Miami, and New York. New York City. What are all of those things? Probably some of the biggest names in the entire world. Big, those are major, right. Big market. major markets. People know. Yeah. Let's talk about the central for a minute. Well, you forgot Tampa. <laughs> I'm not worried about Tampa. I left them out on purpose. Hey, what do you got against Florida? What do you got against Florida? I'm, 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 I'm joking hey. with you. Uh, you know, ahead. listen, I, I could say Tampa, but again, I didn't want to hit him right at the top of the no, one I'm talking about Go big ahead, cities because it's not exactly you don't wanna, big. You but don't want to talk too much Florida. I know. In comparison to, let's talk about the Central. Ready? Houston. Chicago. Bam. Cincinnati. St. Louis. Pittsburgh. Um, Milwaukee. No. These are not, these are not major markets. Kansas Pittsburgh? City. Kansas City, hold on, Minneapolis, Cleveland. The only the only major markets in there, Chicago and Detroit. And Houston. Maybe Pittsburgh? No, no. Pittsburgh Houston. is a Pittsburgh is a small market. Okay. Houston, Houston, I would put in that market. Houston is not in the central. Yeah, they're right down in the central United States. They're in the yep, west. But, but they're in the west. Which oh, is ridiculous I, now, because ready for the West, Los Angeles, Oakland, Houston, Dallas, mm -hmm. Seattle, Colorado, Colorado. Well, so Colorado passed, but LA, San Diego, San Francisco, Phoenix. Other than the LA, central, Oakland. the central, if you are Detroit or Chicago. You're talking about two major markets, mm -hmm. two teams who really have no reason why they can't outspend the small markets they're competing with. And, and again, this is a prime example where the Cubs are going to run away with it this year. No, the Cubs are going to be awful. No, the not Cubs the Cubs, the White Sox, White Sox, yeah, White not Sox. the Cubs. But, but the here's Brewers the thing. They're going to win the division. Shame on the Cubs. Shame on the Cubs. For having a rebuild, are you serious? Let me tell you something. That team could have re-signed every single one of those guys from the 2016 championship. They didn't keep anybody. They let everybody go. Because Brian went to Colorado. Baez is in Detroit. Bro, it's Rizzo's Chicago we're talking about. This is Chicago. Joe, they got Clint Frazier. 
acting like they're Pittsburgh over there or Milwaukee, like you got no money. Well, how about this? Cincinnati, you look at that division. Cincinnati had two All-Stars on their team, Winkler and um, Castellanos. They let everyone go on that Bye. team. The only right. person that's there is Votto. They had four They had four or five legit players. They could have won that division. They could have won it, that division. For them it, to it's time to terrible. realign these divisions so that every division has three major markets and two small markets. The Yankees and the Red Sox don't necessarily have to always play and play an outright. It needs to be break these divisions up into something that makes more sense. Again, something that's more balanced with major markets and minor markets. And then everybody should play nine times, 11 times, whatever that, that, that division is. It should not be, it, it should be not a weighted schedule. I shouldn't have to play the Red Sox 20 times because I'm New York. <laughs> and then everyone's going to bitch that we have to, uh, yeah, I, I have to go out and get the best pitchers because I'm playing all the best teams. Meanwhile, the White Sox can slowly develop and then go out and get what they need and slowly build and put a great team together. That's what they've done. The Yankees can't do that. You don't you don't have that opportunity afforded to you. Toronto's, I mean, look at Toronto's payroll over the last five years. Skyrocketed. They've, they've got two choices. You got to draft well, develop players. They're doing that. It's not enough. Now you got to go get all the big time stars. They're using the late 90s Yankee formula here. Yeah, but don't you don't you like that though? Don't you agree? Listen, I don't this is what kills me about baseball though. And this is the problem Joe and I don't want to talk about it get deep because we could save it there. But the salary cap, the cap there should be a floor and a ceiling. There needs to be a floor. There should be Listen, for Oakland's payroll to be the same as it was in the 80s at 33 million dollars is ridiculous, bro. Stop! That's listen for, for a guy like for a guy like Garrett Cole's salary to be as much as what the entire Oakland is is nonsense. I'll keep it PG. It's it's nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's BS. Don't, don't tell me. Oh well, you're the Yankees. That's where you go. Then go do something. Stop. Stop with the BS. Okay. Because here's the thing: the Rays have found ways to pay players and keep players and keep winning. For you to just trade away all your superstars. I mean, think about it. If you're a Cincinnati Red fan. You're a Baltimore fan. You're an Oakland A's fan. You have no shot. I mean, you were the Diamondbacks. You had Goldsmith. Yep, see you later. Go to St. Louis. I mean, Detroit, for you guys not to be spending money, you're a top 12 market in baseball. Stop complaining about the money. All right? Go be better. Go find – Pay the money because here's the thing. If you pay the money, the players come, you win, fans will come, and you will be on TV. They had Verlander. They had Miguel Cabrera. They had Macleod Ordonez. They had players and superstars. That's why they won a World Series. And then what did they do? They played the Florida Marlins game and said, we win the World Series. Now we drop everyone. Well, I'm glad you just brought up a bunch of names, baseball names, because, well, that's the big question surrounding baseball. And we're going to get off to our final question. We just talked about the whole – I guess we just talked geography pretty much on Keys of the City. So if you want to learn a little geography, come on to Keys of the City and we can talk geography for us. Well, but, Kamala Harris will tell you that Ukraine's in the uh, European uh, states. No, 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 we're not talking politics. I don't even want to hear the name. Let's not talk about it. Thank up. you, please. So shut up. That's what I was going to say. Hey, uh, is, we've, been, we've been talking about it for some time now for baseball. 
we always talk about the NFL. We think of names right off the bat. We think of a face. When we think of face of basketball, I think of LeBron James. When we think of the face of football, we probably say Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. Then we go to – I would go even hockey. Hockey has Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin, Connor McDavid. Then you go to baseball, you're like, what's the guy? Who's the main yeah, but, guy? Here's the thing. Who's the guy in all the other sports? You just named three or four guys. I think baseball has a bunch of guys. There's no, just no, no. not one. Well, here's baseball. the thing. When you think of basketball, you think of LeBron. LeBron's the face. When you think of football, Brady's probably realistically the guy you think of. Yes, he's probably the face and Mahomes. Hockey, okay, hockey I said three or four. But it, it was Ovechkin and Crosby for so long. Baseball, who's it really been? We've been hoping it would be Mike Trout. That hasn't panned out because of the market. He's in L.A., but the Angels, they haven't been good. He hasn't been in the playoffs, so you can't get your guy to be marketable in the postseason. Maybe Aaron Judge because he's from New York. He's in New York. He's bigger than life, larger than life, they say. But is it Shohei Otani after the huge historical season last year winning an MVP? Can he maintain early success and emerge as the face of baseball that, to me, desperately needs? And me, I would say, guys, and I'll let I'll fit I'll go and then I'll finish off let you guys finish off. I say he has to emerge as the face of baseball because also he brings the most important value into this whole thing that maybe none other players do. And I think I know I I hope you guys understand what I'm gonna say is the international aspect. I mean, being an international sensation, that's huge. And look what it does for a guy like Steph Curry, LeBron. They're huge international internationally the nfl i think the nfl is a little different with that but when you think of baseball having a guy like otani that being from america being from a not american but just at that international aspect i think that's a huge part into delivering a face of a sport and i think if he can continue that success like he did last year guys I think we could be looking at the face of baseball and that the guy that they were hoping to Mike Trout, maybe he takes a step back and says, Otani, maybe this is the guy because, because specifically I only say it because of the international aspect. Well, I'll, listen, I'll put it this way. I think Otani can be the face of baseball, but it won't be one person. I don't think one person drives any sport. You just named multiple sports that had multiple guys that were the leader of the packs, right? We've seen that. We saw you know, it's teams, it's players. You First of all, and Joe will agree with this, your team's got to be successful first for you to be a face of the franchise. You can't be, you can't be the Pittsburgh Pirates and be the face of the franchise as a player. As good as Andrew McCutcheon was, he got lost in the shuffle and kind of didn't get talked about as much as he could have been if he was one. And Joe and me and you have always talked about this, right? The face of a franchise is usually going to go to a team that's on the upper echelon, a team that's going to compete for Super Bowls, Stanley Cups, World Series, Wimbledons, National Championships, right? So what do you got in baseball, right? So we talk about the elite teams, Houston, Dodgers, Yankees, Boston. You know, the, the Cubs had that, like Joe was talking. The Cubs had some faces of the friend. Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. They won a World Series. Those guys were really popular. Then they take, then they dropped them. They became bad, and now they don't have the same uh, flavor of, you know, the month. Well, maybe does that hurt because you have so many players that, yeah, you know of. But, but here's the thing. But you're always moving around for players. Okay. You're like, oh, so, I like this guy. I like that guy. Here's my thing. I don't think there's. A, I don't think baseball has a face of the, the league, but it has exceptional superstars that can all have a piece of the pie that can be it. 
Otani, as you already saw, he's the face of baseball because he's on the baseball game this year. He He's the cover of the baseball game, right? So you have to have some sex appeal. You have to be a star to be a cover. We've always talked about like the Madden guy, right? Something that's going to have that type of impact. Sorry, I'm hearing, hearing other stuff. Otani is the face of the franchise, uh, the face of the baseball. Aaron Judge can be that guy. I think when Mookie Betts left the Red Sox, he doesn't have the same appeal as he did as a Boston Red Sox. Joe, do you not agree with that? Because he plays for the Dodgers and there's so yeah. many superstars, he doesn't have that same appeal as he did when he played for the Boston Red Sox. I feel like he gets lost in the shuffle because of guys like Kershaw and Bueller and Bellinger and now Freddie Freeman. So he's just one of the guys. He really is. He's an exceptional star. But he doesn't stand out on a team with filled with stars, and that's the yeah. difference. Otani and Trout are superstars, all right? We know Judge isn't a star, but there's no one that one person. I think that the reason why I say Otani can be the face of the friend because here's the other thing that Trevor and I'm surprised he didn't bring up. For me, it's not internationally. It's because he does something that we haven't seen in a hundred years. He pitches and and hits. He's the first player to start pitching and be in the lineup on opening day. I mean. When you start being compared to Babe Ruth, okay, and we're not going to get deep with numbers, but when you even get close to being compared to these legends, you get compared to like a Ted Williams, a William Mays, and, and Babe Ruth, you're something special. You, you, you're, you're different than everyone else. I'm sorry. We've seen great players come through baseball, but if you're getting compared to a Babe Ruth, you're talking about like gods, legendary statuses, like the Sandlot. It's Otani can be that guy, but here's – I think I'll end this point on this. The Angels have to win. He has to play well, as that's the most important part, but you got to win. Joe, we've talked about this with the trout factor. You got to get to the playoffs, and you got to and you got to do well in the playoffs. Part of Jeter's success is two things. One, the Yankees won World Series, all right? So you're on the national spotlight. You got to get into the World Series. I mean, that's how Josh Beckett got as good as he was. He pitched exceptional for the Florida Marlins, and then he became a star and went to the Red Sox. And Jeter – played his best ball in the most important games in the playoffs. And that's something that makes you a superstar. And that's how you become the face of the franchise is you do well in the most important games and your team does well in the playoffs. You can't be one and done and you can't be not making the playoffs. That's why like a guy, like, and I'll put it this way. That's why like a guy like Joe Burrow could be the face of the franchise. And that's how Mahomes became. How do they do it? They're stars. They're exceptional at their game. And what did their team do? They won. And it got to the Super Bowl. Think about Joe Burrow's status after the Super Bowl. It only got bigger because he was winning. If Otani and Trout consistently do not make the playoffs, they will never become the face of the franchise or the I mean, excuse me, the face of the league because you got to be in the biggest stage. You got the playoffs is where everyone tunes in. I, I still believe, me personally, I still believe that Otani could do it because of the fact that I bring in again the international. I think with him being from not for the, you know how it is with baseball, baseball produces, that's where the, the predominant, where all their players are not from America. And, and, and having a guy like this that can really take the league by storm and what he's done so far and what he did last year, he can only build off of that. Like I, there's no way of him taking a step back because if he does, it's just, it'd be a huge hit to baseball. And there's so many great players out in baseball right now. Got guys like Harper, you got Juan Soto, Tatis, Acuna, Otani, Trout, Judge, Mookie. You have so many great players. 
But yeah, it's great to have all those great players. But I feel like you still need to have that guy that baseball be like, yes. When I think of baseball, that's the guy I think of. When I think about when people think of basketball nowadays, bam, you think of LeBron. You think of Curry. That's what it comes to. Listen, if if Otani can get his batting average up, and if he could throw more than four innings in a start, and I mean, if he could really do, give us three or four years of being a legit starter like at an all-star caliber and a great hitter, then yeah, I think he can be something special and he could become essentially the face of baseball because he'd literally be representing both sides of the game, pitching and hitting. I don't think he's I don't think he's done quite enough to get all the accolades he's gotten yet. I'd like to see a full season of it. I want to know that he can continue to do it. But before he's going to be the face of baseball, he's got to be the face of the Angels, and that means being better than Mike Trout. And as of today, I still don't think he is. And as you said, Teddy, you know, being compared to Babe Ruth and the Mickey Mantles, and when when your name gets put up to legends like that, you feel like sky's the limit. It wasn't that many years ago we were talking about Miguel Andujar in terms of his records up against DiMaggio and Mantle and Babe Ruth's name came up as far as doubles did. So, you know, again, doing it once, an unbelievable year last year from Show Otani. Do it again. Yeah. And then we'll talk about where and your place is. And, and then, then yeah, again. you do it again, and then we'll – Because then we can start to expect it. But he's got to really put it together for a full season first. Because his teammate, to add to that, yeah, he's gotten injured a lot. But when he's on the – on the field, I mean, he's been as consistent as it gets in baseball. I mean, he's always in the MVP race. He's always in top five. If he doesn't win, he's in the top three or something like that. So he's sustained that consistency. For Which is why Aaron Judge has every reason to think that he should get something comparable to what Mike Trout got. hate to say it, but I under, I understand. on the field, he's as good as Mike Trout is. I understand, but yeah, that's true. He is as good as Mike Trout. Because when he's on the field, he does all the right things. He's a great fielder, great hitter. But like Mike Trout, Aaron Judge. Mike Trout, and, and Judge has, has missed less games than Mike Trout has since 2017, just so everybody well, knows. Well, your team also, we said, Joe, your team's got to make the playoffs. You oh, yeah, Judge's team keeps making the playoffs every year. And, and, but that's huge. Listen, you can't be a star if your team's not in the playoffs, man. Superstars get made in the playoffs. We've seen it in hockey. We've seen it in baseball. We've seen it in basketball. Guys can take that next leap from regular player to superstar with one good postseason. We've seen it before in multiple sports. With regular Dude, season, Carlos Beltran turned that into six years and a hundred million dollars. Listen, he one was a great player season. for the he was a great player for the Royals. Then he got traded to the Houston Astros and had like twelve postseason home runs in like six games. Oh, yeah. And then he got signed by the Mets. Okay, that, that's what can happen. Trout has to can't be a one and done. Neither Otani. Tiny's got to come out in game one of the wild card and shut it down. And Trout's got to go two for three. And then they got to make it to the LCS, even if they don't win a World Series. Well, they got to because you got to be on the national stage. Because here's the thing, like like playoffs and the Super Bowl, there's only one game on. That means everyone is tuning in. It's like Monday Night Football. You want to play your best ball when everyone's tuned in. No one gives a crap about the 10-15 game on Thursday night. Yeah, 100%. You're the best player in the most important games. That's, that's how I mean. you become a superstar. That's how you become a legend. That's how you become great. 
That's what I was going to finish off with is that, yeah, I think you also, the part that they're on the West Coast kills having those two guys in the West Coast. Nobody's watching West Coast games. Plus, it's miraculous how much the contracts have gone up from Carlos Beltran. You just said, guys, I don't know what the exact details, but six years, 100 million seems so long ago when we thought 100 million was a big contract. Now we're talking 10 years. A-Rod drew everyone off. Yeah, remember when A-Rod? Yeah, it's kind of like the Deshaun Watson. Now all of a sudden, we're talking guys getting three, four. Eventually, somebody's going to get that $500 million contract. Who knows? Who will it be? I don't know. But it started off for Otani. It was 50% last night. Outstanding from from the mound was hitless from the plate, too. So we'll have to see. That's the great thing that comes into play, consideration for Oshawa Yatani. He has the he can play in the field. He can also pitch. There's a lot going on for him. We'll see what happens with him. But baseball has already begun. What do we got for a score right now, Ted? Still 3-2. Three, 3-2? Two. Three, two? Right. By the way, ESPN, a lot of hype for a guy that went 0-4 for 4 at the plate with a strikeout and pitched four innings. I mean, relax. He had nine Ks in four and one-third innings. Yeah, great. He threw a ton of pitches, and he only went four and a third inning. That's what analytics kill baseball. Well, Joe, you know these guys, they're, like even Cole, they said he wasn't going to go more than five. Yeah, but I'm saying, listen, but Short he did that training. all. Otani did that a lot last year where he struck out nine in four innings. And it's like, well, maybe strike out six in eight innings. I'd take that. You don't have to strike everybody out. I think I think they're just pacing him because you just, you know, Joe, every team is so scared of the DeGrom situation where how much do you pitch them? Where do you pitch them? And with the innings the and yet all the old school guys say pitch them more not pitch them less forget, you're baby them that's what's causing the problem I, I agree, with, I agree with that i agree with you joe yeah if the arms gonna fall off let it fall off what the just hell is an extra two innings gonna make a difference just look at just look at boston with sale dealing with that issue right now this happens is how it is real quick leo mazzoni always said too look it's 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 the stress of the pitch it's not how many pitches you could throw 80 stressful pitches and and be exhausted. You could throw 120 easy pitches, and you're in great shape. Pitches are different. Games and outings are different. Judge that. Don't judge the stupid pitch count. It makes no sense. Well, that's why playing in the AL East, every pitch is that much more dramatic than playing in the AL Central. We'll see what again happens. why why realignment needs to happen eventually. We'll see what happens. Game one officially was underway last night. Yankees baseball officially starts today. We got a 3-2 game going against the Bo Sox. So we'll see how that pans out. We got 161 more to go. So we'll see how it happens with this crazy, crazy AL East. And let's hope for another great year in baseball. Because for the makings, it looks like it has the potential to be another solid and great season. Baseball's back, guys. Who would have thought? Baseball's back April 8th. Who would have thought it was going to be back? We didn't think it was going to be back. Thought it was probably maybe summertime. It's back, so baseball fans enjoy. We'll be back next week. Mock Draft 2.0 is actually out right now. Just posted on our social media accounts. We got some changes. Why we have a quarterback, not named Malik Willis, going in the top 10. We'll talk all about that later on in the week. And then we'll be back talking more baseball, Yankees baseball, NBA playoffs are just around the corner. Another heartbreaking season for one of my teams. The Lakers are disappointingly eliminated. It's been awful to be a sports fan in Trev's world right now. Giants are awful. Lakers are awful. Duke loses in the Final Four. I just got the Yankees and Rangers. I really hope they can win the Yankees. I, I can't take this anymore. But ladies and gentlemen, we are Kansas City. We are streaming on all social media platforms. I keep. Are you about to tell us something? What's up? Yeah, Stan just hit a bomb. Yeah. Oh, oh. There we go. Three, three, three tie, baby.
Main question, Joe, can you watch Yankee games this year? We lost Nesson up here, too. I can't even watch the Red Sox broadcast today. That's, That's how poor this is. That's awful. Better go get some new station or something, my man. Better get a new Joe, network. go get the fire stick or something. Got to do something. You can't be missing I know. Games. But here's what, we'll talk about They want baseball people to watch baseball games. Well, stop making it unaccessible, Yankees. I know. Jesus. So ridiculous, man. Yes. Amazon Prime, we lost 20 games on Friday nights. What kind of sh- crap is this? The crap is not, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We are streaming all social media. This is what I get. I can't even I can't even get a solid two minutes. I got to deal with the peanut gallery. Dude, you got an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> Hang up the phone. No damn respect. I got to get out of it before people are going to start interrupting me. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, share, or follow. Clovergrass Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.